episode 68. You're tied in first place, Harry. You and Crumb, said Charlie Weasley, hurrying to meet them as they set off back toward the school. Listen, I've got to run. I've got to go and send Mum an owl. I swore I'd tell her what happened, but that was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, and they told me to tell you you've got to hang around for a few more minutes. Bagman wants a word back in the champion's tent. Ron said he would wait. So Harry re-entered the tent, which somehow looked quite different now. Friendly, welcoming. He thought back to how he'd felt while dodging the horntail and compared it to the long wait before he'd walked out to face it. There was no comparison. The wait had been immeasurably worse. Fleur, Cedric, and Crum all came in together. One side of Cedric's face was covered in a thick orange paste, which was presumably mending his burn. He grinned at Harry when he saw him. Good one, Harry. And you, said Harry, grinning back. Well done, all of you, said Ludo Bagman, bouncing into the tent and looking as pleased as though he personally had just got past a dragon. Now, just a few quick words. You've got a nice long break before the second task, which will take place at half past nine on the morning of February the 24th. But we're giving you something to think about in the meantime. If you look down at those golden eggs you're all holding, you will see that they open. See the hinges there? You need to solve the clue inside the egg, because it will tell you what the second task is and enable you to prepare for it. All clear? Sure? Well, off you go then. Harry left the tent, rejoined Ron, and they started to walk back around the edge of the forest, talking hard. Harry wanted to hear what the other champions had done in more detail. Then, as they rounded the clump of trees behind which Harry had first heard the dragon's roar, a witch leapt out from behind them. It was Rita Skeeter. She was wearing acid green robes today. The quick quotes quill in her hand blended perfectly against them. Congratulations, Harry, she said, beaming at him. I wonder if you could give me a quick word. How you felt facing the dragon? How you feel now about the fairness of the scoring? Yeah, you can have a word, said Harry savagely. Goodbye. And he set off back to the castle with Ron. Chapter 21 the House Elf Liberation Front. Harry, Ron, and Hermione went up to the Owlery that evening to find Pigwidgeon so that Harry could send Sirius a letter, telling him that he had managed to get past his dragon unscathed. On the way, Harry filled Ron in on everything Sirius had told him about Karkaroff. Though shocked at first to hear that Karkaroff had been a Death Eater, by the time they entered the Owlery, Ron was saying that they ought to have suspected it all along. Fetch, Donnet, he said. Remember what Malfoy said on the train about his dad being friends with Karkaroff? Now we know where they know each other. They were probably running around in masks together at the World Cup. I'll tell you one thing, though, Harry. If it was Karkaroff who put your name in the goblet, he's going to be feeling really stupid now, isn't he? Didn't work, did it? You only got a scratch. Come here, 
I'll do it. Pigwidgeon was so overexcited at the idea of a delivery, he was flying round and round Harry's head, hooting incessantly. Ron snatched Pigwidgeon out of the air and held him still while Harry attached the letter to his leg. There's no way any of the other tasks are going to be that dangerous. How could they be? Ron went on as he carried Pigwidgeon to the window. You know what? I reckon you can win this tournament, Harry. I'm serious. Harry knew Ron was only saying this to make up for his behavior of the last few weeks, but he appreciated it all the same. Hermione, however, leant against the owlery wall, folded her arms, and frowned at Ron. Harry's got a long way to go before he finishes this tournament, she said seriously. If that was the first task, I hate to think what's coming next. Brought little Ray of sunshine, aren't you? said Ron. You and Professor Trelawney should get together sometime. He threw Pigwidgeon out of the window. Pigwidgeon plummeted twelve feet before managing to pull himself back up again. The letter attached to his leg was much longer and heavier than usual. Harry hadn't been able to resist giving Sirius a blow-by-blow account of exactly how he had swerved, circled, and dodged the horntail. They watched Pigwidgeon disappear into the darkness. And then Ron said, Well, we better get downstairs for your surprise party, Harry. Fred and George should have nicked enough food from the kitchens by now. Sure enough, when they entered the Gryffindor common room, it exploded with cheers and yells again. There were mountains of cakes and flagons of pumpkin juice and butterbeer on every surface. Lee Jordan had set off some Dr. Filibuster's fabulous no-heat wet-start fireworks so that the air was thick with stars and sparks. And Dean Thomas, who was very good at drawing, had put up some impressive new banners, most of which depicted Harry zooming around the horntail's head on his firebolt, though a couple showed Cedric with his head on fire. Harry helped himself to food. He had almost forgotten what it was like to feel properly hungry and sat down with Ron and Hermione. He couldn't believe how happy he felt. He had Ron back on his side. He'd got through the first task and he wouldn't have to face the second one for three months. Blimey, this is heavy, said Lee Jordan, picking up the golden egg, which Harry had left on a table and weighing it in his hands. Open it, Harry. Go on. Let's just see what's inside it. He's supposed to work out the clues on his own, Hermione said swiftly. It's in the tournament rules. I was supposed to work out how to get past the dragon on my own, too, Harry muttered. So only Hermione could hear him, and she grinned rather guiltily. Yeah, go on, Harry, open it, several people echoed. Lee passed Harry the egg and Harry dug his fingernails into the groove that ran all the way around it and prized it open. It was hollow and completely empty. But the moment Harry opened it, the most horrible noise, a loud and screechy wailing filled the room. The nearest thing to it Harry had ever heard was the ghost orchestra at Nearly Headless Nick's death day party. They'd all been playing the musical saw. Shut it, Fred bellowed, his hands over his ears. What was that? 
said Seamus Finnegan, staring at the egg as Harry slammed it shut again. Sounded like a banshee. Maybe you've got to pass one of those next, Harry. It was someone being tortured, said Neville, who had gone very white and spilled sausage rolls over the floor. You're going to have to fight the Cruciatus curse. Don't be a prat, Neville. That's illegal, said George. They wouldn't use the Cruciatus curse on the champions. I thought it sounded a bit like Percy singing. Maybe you've got to attack him while he's in the shower, Harry. Want a jam tart, Hermione? said Fred. Hermione looked doubtfully at the plate he was offering her. Fred grinned. It's all right he said. I haven't done anything to them. It's the custard creams you got to watch. Neville, who had just bitten into a custard cream, choked and spat it out. Fred laughed. Just my little joke, Neville. Hermione took a jam tart. Then she said, did you get all this from the kitchens, Fred? Yep, said Fred, grinning at her. He put on a high-pitched squeak and imitated a house elf. Anything we can get you, sir? Anything at all? They're dead helpful. Get me a roast ox if I said I was peckish. How do you get in there? Hermione said in an innocently casual sort of voice. Easy, said Fred. Concealed door behind a painting of a bowl of fruit. Just tickle the pear and it giggles and... He stopped and looked suspiciously at her. Why? Nothing, said Hermione quickly. Gonna try and lead the house elves out on strike now, are you? said George. Going to give up all the leaflet stuff and try and stir them up into rebellion? Several people chortled. Hermione didn't answer. Don't go upsetting them and telling them they've got to take clothes and salaries, said Fred warningly. You'll put them off their cooking. 